It's a crazy day in San Jose. We'll get into the seven players and a coach under COVID protocol and five players coming up. And the Sharks pull out a unreal victory against one of the best teams in the league. Let's talk about it right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, 30th of October in the year 2021. The San Jose Sharks somehow, someway, pull out a 2-1 victory over the Winnipeg Jets. We welcome you to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive post-game show. We do this after every game, so of course... Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course our Discord after the show. And then find everything at tealtownusa.com. Pleased to be joined by the birthday boy, Mr. Ian Reed. How are you, bud? I'm good. Hello, hello. Hello, hello indeed. My goodness. Uh, uh, how how was your birthday? We'll, we'll get that out of the out of the fantastic it... <laughs> yeah it was nice it was a good day good uh went and had dinner with the family um so i think it's the first time we ate in a restaurant and i don't know how long uh so that was cool and uh yeah no it's good good day good day good to hear uh you deserve it bud I, I hope you had a wonderful one uh for a day that was wonderful for ian a crazy chaotic day for the san jose sharks we have it on the scrolling ticker right now uh as it is uh <laughs> The Sharks have seven players under COVID protocol. You'll see them on the screen there. Most notably, of course, Eric Carlson, Mark Edward Vlasic, Redeem Shimmick, Jacob Middleton, I mean, Jonathan Dolan, Andrew Cogliano, Long Beach native Matt Nieto. I mean, uh, we started hearing about this like, what, around 2 o'clock? Yeah, that sounds about right. A two o'clock Pacific, the, I should say. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And all all things chaotic was going on, including needing to get five players from the San Jose Barracuda who played last night against the Colorado Eagles. He had Nicholas Malosh, both Merkleys, not related, mm -hmm. of course. Ryan Merkley, Nick Merkley. You had Jacob Magna. You know, the CUDA captain, and of course, John Leonard, you know, fellow UMass boy from his buddy with the, uh, with the uh, freaking uh, uh, UMass with uh, Mario Ferraro. But uh, a crazy day. Of course, the game was delayed about 30 minutes. Uh, yes, Rocket, absolutely. It was Sharkakuda for the win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And of course, Noah Gregor as well. Yep. Uh, you know, he was with the CUDA, but he was also in the COVID protocol. Uh, as well, so will remain to be seen. Uh, I know AG's getting comments right now uh, mm -hmm. from the press conference, so this will be a very interesting call, and hopefully we'll hear more about that as it goes on. But to basically just kibosh the whole lineup and everything, my goodness, uh, Ian, uh, and not to least of which, Bob Bugner yep. is on COVID protocol, so that means John McLean, who's only been around maybe, what, two months at the most uh, is running the club tonight 
mean, th- this could have been, this could have been a disaster for for San Jose. Yeah, I mean, I came into this game expecting a disaster, and I, I'm sure I'm not alone there. You look at a team, um, you know, like this is a team that uh, has had trouble with offense. And, uh, you know, you're missing some guys that can definitely shoot the puck and drive the play, you know, missing, you know, two thirds of your top line. Like that's, that's usually a recipe for disaster, you know, with both Couture, Couture, not on the COVID protocol, but under the weather. Uh, and then, uh, Jonathan Dolan being on COVID pro- protocol, obviously. Right. Um, so, you know, and then you look at the blue line and you have a NHL pair and then four, you know, four guys, uh, you have like Merckx and, uh, you know, so you have Merkley coming up, who I think I, I think had a good camp. And I think um, maybe if the makeup of this defense was different, maybe he even starts on the team this year. But I think with the the way that the, the defense is kind of situated on this team where you already have Carlson and Burns, you know, I could see the coaching staff being like, well, Merkley, you know, that's another pot- potential defensive liability there. Um, and you know, so to back to the Barracuda, he goes. And, and there, there were moments that he had, you know, going going mm-hmm. on there that he got caught on the ice, especially I think after a power play, uh, you know, in the third. So, but those things were going to plan to happen. I was expecting people to fall off, you know, you know, rough communication. And overall, uh, this was a solid one for, for the Sharks. Uh, Grayson Hendricks, with the super chat donation, thank you very much. Of course, it goes back to help pay off the things for the show. We appreciate it. Absolutely, uh, uh, Grayson. I think this is what you probably meant to have in your question here. With it, was the delay for COVID or for national televised slot change? Uh, My understanding was they were obviously with the number of people on the protocol. There was. This is from my understanding. I don't have any firsthand information here. I'm just going by um, what was reported on, you know, on Twitter. And and that was kind of a mess, too, if we really want to get into it with <laughs> a lot of just conflicting information. And, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, take a run at the, the Sharks media, but I thought like maybe and they probably weren't getting, you know, they were they weren't probably getting a lot of information from the team either. So they were trying to see who was on, you know, who was taking the opening skate and trying to figure out who was missing. And um, but so kind of a mess for them, too. But my understanding is that uh, I think based on what Prashelka, uh tweeted was that there is a lot of conversations between the league and the team, I think, based on the number of positive tests i'm assuming uh that you know maybe this game gets doesn't get played maybe this game gets postponed and i think uh i think the the delay in the game had uh probably to do with that now the unfortunate thing for the sharks were that they were supposed to be on nhl uh network and that game got bumped because of the delay which was i thought kind of unfortunate um again i guess down south that was problematic if you wanted to watch the game and weren't sailing the high seas so and that's a tough part because they're going to be on NHL Network. They were they were on Hockey Night in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, up up there where you're at, and, and so of course the delay is there. But that's that's why they have multiple uh, broadcasts in the first window for Hockey Night. So, uh, but uh, let's get at it because this game was was pretty crazy. I mean, no 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 goals uh, in the first period, but uh, I thought the Sharks came out, you know. 
little nervous at first, but then they started getting this confidence, using their speed. I mean, out shooting the Jets 14-13 after one period. I mean, yeah, you had the Stastny uh, hook on the two-on-one with Benino, but overall, you know. Yeah, I think the Jets, I think when you, I mean, I think human nature, I think the Jets kind of started this game and they are kind of playing with their food a little bit. Right. Like they I, I, I thought the Jets kind of just eased into this game a little haphazardly and didn't really probably turn it on as much as you would expect a team to, given the situation. And I think that's human nature. Right. You right. you look across from you and you see a lot of faces that generally would be playing in the AHL. And you're like, yeah, you know, this will we'll be fine. Um, and, you know, and, and credit to the Sharks, like the Sharks showed up to play. Uh, and I, I don't want to take anything away from that because I think they deserve full marks tonight. I think even if this game went the other way, they deserve full marks. Like, I mean, it's not, it's, it's awesome that they won and, and they got a nice, uh, you know, goal in overtime. But had this gone the other way, I'm not on here angry. No, absolutely not. I thought they played their hearts out. And I think this is something that they should be using uh, their inspired play to keep them going. I mean, it ended their three-game losing streak. I mean, they, they were blocking shots like crazy. I, I haven't looked at the final stats yet. Um, but, I mean, a lot of block shots. 16 blocks to 10 in favor of San Jose tonight. I mean, that's... They were definitely getting in the lanes. They were doing a lot of things. And to have Reimer, you know, give up, you know, a little bit of a rebound, you know, from from Kyle Connor to tie the game up late. I mean, I, I, I mean, Reimer, ha, have yourself a game, dude, because, uh, you know, what a night for, for you with 34 saves. Yeah, and, you know, it really, I, I, I tweeted this out earlier, and, like, the thing with Reimer is that they, he, he plays such a calm game, right? Like, there's not a lot of wasted movement. He's not like a... He's not like, you know, some goalies are kind of just like frantically all over their crease. Right. right. And Reimer's very deliberate in his positioning and the way he sees the puck. And I think it's he was the guy that it was it was definitely the right move to have him in net tonight. Because I think that's when a goalie plays like that and they're, you know, and they're just kind of making it look easy and they're not being a meth squirrel in the net. <laughs> right. Like they. It's a, it, it has a very calming effect, and I think that helped the Sharks a lot, um, the way that he was just really calm and cool back there. And even right. the goal he let in, it wasn't really, like, I don't put that on him. It was, you know, he made the initial save. Obviously, he wasn't going to be able to get the rebound on that save. And the defense kind of fell all over themselves, and no one got the trailer. And, you know, and unfortunately, making the initial save, Reimer kind of took himself out of the plate. But aside from that, you know, and I don't even put that on Reimer. I, yeah. I I thought the way he played, you know, again, calm and it calmed the team. And I think it uh, as the game progressed, you know, the because it was a little scrambly at the start. Yeah. And as the game progressed, they kind of just settled in and and played a really good game. And I think I think something else, too, that doesn't get said enough, like when you have it up, when you have this many guys kind of jump into the lineup, there's not really like obviously look at these guys are trained for structure and everything. But a lot of these guys you know, haven't, aren't used to playing with each other. So you kind of just make the best and kind of play by instinct a little more than playing the system. Yeah. And I think that helped a lot too. 
Right. And, and to have the calmness of a goaltender that's going to help you out and make those saves. Definitely saw him make sure there were a lot of stoppages in play to get the, some of these guys some rest as well. Uh, I think was huge kudos to that. Uh, as for the goal scoring, the second period, about not even a minute in, Tomas Hurdle with a nice with a nice feed from uh, Meyer and Barabanov uh, yes. to get things going to make it one nothing. Uh, I mean, Barabanov, like this is you know I, this is why a lot of people were excited when Barabanov came over because of the way that he can you know control the puck and and kind of. Uh, draw players to him and and still hold on to the hold on to the puck the way he does like his like hurdle may have finished that but I mean Barabanov did all the work hurdle hurdle will get the credit but <laughs> Barabanov's the guy that made that whole play happen like without Barabanov that's none of that happens because he controlled the he controlled the puck and he's a guy that I would like to see uh, continue to draw in because I think that he has shown in you know and again small sample size but and the 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 games that he's played, I've always been impressed by his ability to, uh, you know, by his ability to carry the play and draw players to him. And the other thing too, great point right there, because he he drew the defenseman over. But the other thing is, how many times have we seen that play over years? And I swear, Patty did it, and Jumbo's done it. They get into the zone, do that little button hook, and then turn around like midway through their offensive zone. Tonight. Yeah. Barabanov got to the goal line, turned it around, fed it over, and got the goal there. I just like, just exactly what I've been asking for them to do 10 years ago. But it was mm -hmm. a nice play for that, and that was huge. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, it's against, you know, full marks. Full marks. Yeah. Uh, and then we get into overtime after a crazy third period where they're blocking shots. Reimer's making saves. Yeah, Jets really turned it on. I know, I, I think that the Sharks did get a little conservative in the third period. I think that they are guilty of playing a little conservative, but I thought the Jets really turned it off. Because, look, at again, there's pride on the line, right? Like, a lot of people are going to be like, you got, you got, you know, you lost to a, a team that had two NHL defensemen on its roster. You lost, you know, and you score one goal. Like, there, you know, I, I think the Jets do have trouble with offense when Mark Scheifele is not in the lineup. But, I, you know, they still got weapons. You know, they've got guys like yeah. Nick Ehlers and Kyle Connor who scored the goal. Um, you know, and, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois. So, I mean, it's not like they don't have weapons. But, um, I mean, obviously, look at when once you've... The Jets came into that third period and they didn't come in to... You know, they don't want to lose that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And, uh, you know, that's going to be a tough one. And they might take some rubbing a little bit. But I, I yeah. thought it was a hard effort from San Jose no matter what. Um, you know, they do tie it up late in the third on Connor's goal. And he's been on a roll seventh of the season. And that oh, yeah. He's he's really, like, underrated guys in the play. Like, uh, of underrated guys in the league that I don't think get enough press. Kyle Connor is definitely one of them. Yeah, and so that that I thought was uh, you know kudos to them for making a run. Um, then we got into overtime. Uh, they take a tripping penalty, which I I get because it would have led to a breakaway from Burnsy. Although that would have been mm -hmm. interesting to see Burnsy on a breakaway. Uh, get into overtime. LeBanc fakes the shot to Burns. You know the what we used to call the Steve Spot special, mm -hmm. and feeds Timo with the one timer to the bury it. You know Timo time and overtime again and. Uh, uh, 
a goal and assist for for Meyer as uh, he took a night off from his goal from his point streak, but uh, he's right back at it. Yeah, Timo Meyer has been great this season, and I know I said like, you know, this is where I'm going to pat myself on the back until I can't anymore. But <laughs> you know, when a lot it's of people birthday, when we were good. doing well, it's just true. It's I'm a lot. It's my birthday, but <laughs> like when a lot of people were really down, you know, when we did that, when we were doing like tilting the glasses this summer, and a lot of people would be like, ah, Timo, Timo, Timo. And I'm like, I don't know, guys. Like, I am not as down on Timo as as a lot of you guys are, and this is why because I know that the, you know, again, the the, the players there, and I think that. You know, Timo Meyer again, is a guy who's going to go kind of the way his line does. And when he's playing with a guy like Hurdle in this situation or, or Couture, who's not in, you know, a, a, in 40 pieces, he's going to be fine. It was just but last year they just shackled him to half of, you know, maybe a half or maybe even a quarter of Couture for the remainder of the season. And his numbers kind of dipped. And uh, he's been he's been carrying this team. I mean, let's be honest, him and Couture early on. And, and like you said, again, Couture not on the list, as you see up above, because uh, he was just sick. Uh, nothing COVID related or anything, uh, as we know at this time. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Marty in the chat saying, do you think the Jets got frustrated or confused by some of the more unconventional NHL players that uh, are plays that happen when you ice an AHL squad? Yeah, look at when when you go into a game like a lot of the preparation is, you know, you watch a lot of tape and stuff. And obviously, when you have a bunch of when you have a game like this, where a bunch of wild cards kind of come into the lineup, it kind of changes things. I think you prepare for for certain, you know, you look for certain set plays that you can exploit and, and things like that. And I think in a game like this, it kind of does throw a lot of the game prep out the window. You know, a lot of the right. video you watch and and things like that. Yeah, I think it. I think that definitely um, has an effect on a, on a team because I think I think the NHL is kind of overcoached to be honest. Like I, I think it's a better game when when players are left to some somewhat their own devices. I mean, obviously you don't want them just you know everyone pulling the rope in a completely different direction. You still need people on the same page. But I still think, you know, the NHL as a whole is a little bit overcoached. Here's the fun part. Wouldn't it be cool just for like a game to have these guys, you know, just play, pretty much play shinny, and just yeah. go to, go to town? I mean, I wouldn't it be crazy if it's like ten nine? I mean, my goodness. So, uh, so uh, Jerry F, uh, you know, how soon are the Seven Sharks able to return NHL protocols? I I don't know. Here's the problem: is Per again, this was per Pashelka, I think. Um, some players are symptomatic, which is problematic. Uh, once players are symptomatic, then that changes things, I think. Um, but again, I we're it's like I, I'm curious to hear what happens, like what comes out of uh some of the press conference today because I don't know I, I don't have the answer. I haven't really looked. I didn't think this was gonna be um, as big of an issue when you have a, you know, fully vaccinated group of guys. Um, obviously, right. you know, it, it, it should be said that obviously, you know, being vaccinated doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. It doesn't prevent you from being symptomatic, but it does help the, um, the, you know, the, the magnitude of the, of the symptoms. I, I, you know, it, it's 
for most people it will reduce the it'll reduce the symptoms that you do have so it's it's going to be interesting to see where this goes from here i don't have the answer to that question though right uh so we'll we'll see it is a day-to-day process uh we would say uh keep tuned to twitter we'll we'll update you uh about on everything uh jerk as we get comments coming in from the game uh, jerk saying, talk about how Hataka punked Dubois. <laughs> Hataka, I thought Hataka's had a had a hell of a game, and he's a guy who has really impressed me um, in the preseason. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't really seen much action. I think um, I think he would have been next if if Middleton had faltered. I think Hataka would have been the guy to take that spot but because Middleton has taken the ball and run with it it's kind of kept Hataka out of the lineup um but he's a guy who I think has been he had a really had a hell of a game uh and he's a guy that I'm super super excited about and I hope he gets more ice time under different circumstances obviously right um but uh, you know, like I'm seeing in the chat, you know, sub sub them for Simic. I would I would do that, but uh, it's not my team, um, and I don't foresee that happening. Um, so um, yeah, Hatak is a guy who I really really like, um, and tonight he didn't change my opinion uh, in that effect. Like I'm I'm really excited for this guy still, and I think he's going to be a, a really good defensive defenseman in the league. And and don't forget we have. Kinezhov, uh, you know, in a month or two, uh, coming back from his injury. I mean, so you definitely got that going on. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of, you know, people in COVID protocol. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, so yeah. It, I mean, it's it's up in the air. Let's let's put it that for way. Sure. For for right now, it's up in the air. Um, you know, with everything going on here. Um, some some notes that I took down as well, you know, uh, and huge thanks to Uncle Darren Stevens. My goodness, mm-hmm. at Shark Stats, if you, if you don't follow him on Twitter, I mean, it's a big Great follow. follow. Uh, but uh, 16 players, 16 Sharks under the age of 25. Uh, the only two times that happened was late in the year last year uh, where they had 17. It's the sixth time they've done that. I think it was at the fourth or fifth time, you know, uh, mm-hmm the fourth or fifth time that that two sharks defensemen make their debut the same game uh for uh, Hataka and Ryan Merkley so big ups to that but i mean uh, uh pj in the chat asking uh, would i platoon uh Hataka and Middleton i don't know if i see it's hard right because like i feel like Middleton's been really good and him and Carlson together specifically have been in my opinion the best d pair on the sharks this year i don't know if i would want to screw with that i would rather bring a guy in like kataka over a guy like maybe shimmick um i don't think i would mess with unless the wheels absolutely fall off the middleton carlson pair i wouldn't touch it it's the best it is the best pairing for the sharks this season so far it's not the call, but it is a call uh, for Timo Meyer. So it, on Los Tiburones night, before we get to the uh, press conference quotes, uh, here here is a call for Timo time. En esa acción y ahora nuevamente aquí viene la jugada. Puede ser aquí el tiro. Gol. Gol. 
Good, good to hear. It, it's been fun for these Los Tiburones nights when I bring in a Spanish broadcast. Uh, I, I hope down the road it becomes a little bit more of a thing. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, and I've, I, and I, I've long maintained like this should just be the norm, right? Yeah. And I know some people are like, well, how big is you know how how big is hockey in Mexico? And my response always to that is, how big is hockey in India? Yeah. And yet, hockey night in Punjabi has been a thing for for years right like it's just and it's probably brought a ton of people into the game like those broadcasts are incredibly popular and was there a demand for them when they first happened no probably not it's like you know field of dreams that if you build it they will come right and i I just like i feel like the nhl by not doing this all the time by not having an option for just having a spanish broadcast for every game is a missed opportunity because yeah Maybe, you know, one season and it's not going to bring in, you know, it's not going to it's not going to move the needle, but five, eight, ten. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) eventually, like eventually it'll bring people in because someone might flip through the channel or, you know, whatever, flip through their streams. And they're like, oh, what's this? And it's in a language they can understand. I don't know. To me, it's not rocket science. It's one of those things where, again, you know, maybe the demand for it isn't going to be super high off the hop, but eventually it could Uh, be. uh, Chris in the chat. Good to see you, bud. Let's be real, folks. English announcers are boring as ass. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's get to some of the comments from a post game here. We got a lot to Mm -hmm. them. I think Uh, Burns, you guys were blocking shots, playing tight. Rhymes was making saves. Sucks to give that one up. You know, big goal from Timo. Uh, you know, Hurdle saying, you know, you know, some some guys don't feel great. Other guys feel fine. We find out tomorrow. It's tough to see right now. So, uh, Dr. Hurdle, you know, thank you very much for that. Uh, back to Burns. <laughs> Early text this morning letting us know it messes up your routine, but you get that endorphin rush during the game. And that's one point that we should mention. This <laughs> is where, this is how having the barracuda in the same town helps oh could you this game if the barracuda is still in worcester this game gets postponed Mm -hmm. and maybe not even and based on i think the way they have it this year maybe not even made up yeah and that would be a big big trouble on that one uh so you know it's six years into the barracuda being in town this is the big reason why and uh Mm -hmm. it, it reads huge dividends so uh, play with these guys in the preseason. I knew the way they could perform, and kudos to them. They played last night, woke up this morning, had no idea they'd go tonight. And yeah. that's the other part. You know, they played a 7 o'clock game, you know, finish up in overtime, like, you know, quarter to 10, get up, you're thinking you're going to relax, and next thing you know, next thing you know, <laughs> uh, they're playing in another overtime game, which begs the question, you know, and I said this to you off, off the air yeah Bakuda play tomorrow at stockton yeah it'll be interesting i i'm assuming most of they're probably going to be pretty light tomorrow yeah uh i can't imagine like all these guys going and playing again tomorrow after playing two nights in a row like that's just asking for injury um i i i wish kevin was here 
Um, because I, I, the Barracuda generally carry more players than they need, significantly more players than they need. So I'm assuming we'll see some, uh, we'll see some fresh faces. And then, you know, and I, I know they do have um, kind of a working arrangement with, I think, the Solar Bears this year. Yeah, I think it's with the Orlando Solar Bears. So are they going to Where get... they're sharing an affiliate, I think. So I think they should... Uh, I, I think we'll, they'll see some fresh faces tomorrow. I can't, I can't see them throwing those guys on a plane and making them play again tomorrow. That's I, again, you're, I, I feel like you're inviting injury. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And the other thing too is, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be a tough one. You know, find out if people are symptomatic. You know, this is going to be one where it's going to. You might not be able to send. Yeah, exactly. You might not want to send people. To the Barracuda just yet until you figure out what's going to be what's what exactly uh John McLean behind the bench tonight tomorrow is an off day so we'll address everything on Monday the guys yeah. have played hard the whole time and if we get a couple of breaks on the road we would have we'd have a couple more we would have won a couple more um so the Sharks take the day off tomorrow you know what? And and just to speak on that for a second, right? Like, I think they have, like, the, the Sharks have impressed me this year. I think they have played hard. I, I think the closest I came to being really actually mad at the team this season was, I think, after two periods of that Montreal game. And in the third period, they calmed me down. Like, I was not, like, I think if that game ended after the second period and we did that show... I'm probably spitting fire like a dragon, <laughs> right? True. But by the end, by the end of that game, the third period, like it wasn't their, it, again, it wasn't their best game, but by the end of that game, they had kind of turned me around on it again, you know, because I thought they played a really good third period and got goalied. Yeah. Um. So like this team so far, they have impressed me with their work. Like I said, like that the the last the first two periods of that Montreal game was the closest they came to looking like last year's tire fire. This looks like a different team. Yeah, the results so far are kind of similar, but it's it's a different team. It's a it's a hard one to get. It's been a hard team to get angry at. Yeah. No, and just how everything went out and how they've been playing, it's just been you know. Uh, like Reimer said here, the effort in front of me was phenomenal. We had great inside position, uh, you know, for most of the night when they're on their toes and pushing the pace. It's fun to be back there. So always nice to have. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Reimer, you know, tips to you, bud. I mean, heck of heck of an effort yourself. You know, uh, McLean was saying it was a tremendous effort from Reimer's down. The bench was pretty was lively, pretty much coaching themselves. That's always exciting to see. So basically, you kind of got your wish there, Ian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he didn't, uh, you know, they didn't uh, call a timeout and just, he didn't just call a timeout and hand the players the whiteboard. Yeah, uh, but... Jeremy Colton. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, you know, the, you don't have a lot of good time to work guys in, especially in a situation like this where you just have like a lot of guys having to come into the lineup all at once. So, you know, the system kind of goes by the wayside a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so one of those crazy nights, you know, uh, uh, AJ, appreciate you, bud. Thank you for getting those in there. Uh, because it's a, it's an interesting uh, thing to see, uh, yeah. to, to get what they were thinking, especially on a day like this, you know, so, uh, the sharks win 
in overtime, two to one. Your farm team serves at the behest of the big club, so they'll make do until the sharks are good. Yep. Yep. Uh, That's true. One hundred percent true. Uh, thankful from jerk. You know, thankfully, it sounds like only a couple of guys are symptomatic, but those who are symptomatic have to be out for ten days. So we'll see how big and who is symptomatic on there because um that's a tough one Uh, it is yeah it's tough i mean it's it's gonna be tough i mean they came out tonight and i think they they were fine and you know it's again it's the thing that i like the most about the team this year is it it works like you saw after the first period like wow these guys are here to play you know and they didn't have to you know and there's and there was you know, there were some definite scary moments in this game. Like there was that line change that looked like a peewee line change um, <laughs> where I'm surprised they didn't get a too many men penalty because they surely deserved it. Right. Um, and, you know, and again, like I can't fault the one thing that no matter the outcome of any game so far, the one thing that I cannot fault is this team's effort. No. And and Rocket saying, you know, and first off, Rocket, good to see you, my dear. Uh, they absolutely look like a different team. I mean, they're playing for each other. They're working hard. They're kicking butt, you know. Yeah, and... like the efforts there. Like I think the the this like I said, the skills. The, you know, some of the skills going to be lacking a little bit. I think you know a guy like Balsers is just absolutely snake bitten at this time. And I wonder if he's a guy if he finally finds the back of the net, is it going to lead to something? You know, is he going to go on a run? Because man, he's had chances that yeah. he's just not buried. And I just wonder if he finally breaks through is this guy going to go on a run? Right. Uh, Tom Dolan, as we mentioned, the solar bears, uh, what's a solar bear sweater look like? Sunglasses on a solar bear? Uh, actually, you would be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm pretty positive. That's basically their logo. That's basically a polar bear in the sun, holding a hockey stick with the sunglasses on. Uh, I don't like the, the purple with the orange. I liked it when they were purple, black and teal, but you know, yeah, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I, I see. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh we're getting a lot of <laughs> Jets comment Jets Twitter comments. We weren't great, but that's one of the worst ref games I've seen. Congrats Sharks for the biggest win you'll have all year. Yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, like you, you lost twice to a team that sh- has primal. that shouldn't be uh anywhere near the playoffs this year. Uh-huh. You know. I mean, like what are you gonna what are you gonna do? You you lost to a team that had two NHL defensemen on its roster. Like, I mean, look at if now in fairness, if the roles were reversed and this was you know and it was us losing to that team and we've had games like that, I'm sure we'd be on here losing our bloody minds too. Uh, we've done it. No, I mean, but not it's not as magnified as the David Ayers game against the Leafs. But you lost to a team that had two NHL defensemen on it. Right. Like, I mean, the 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 Sharks had all the built again. And this is the thing that I keep you keep saying this season, right? Man, the Sharks had so many built in, you know, reasons they could have lost this game. And they, you know, or maybe, you know, in some of the games they, they have lost. But there's been games that they've won where they had built in excuses. Tonight, they could have got blown out of the building and would we be upset no Mm -hmm. not really like we'd be like okay well that's unfortunate but given everything that happened (laughs) it's fine right right 
So, I mean, I, I get it. Like, if, if roles were reversed, I'm sure we'd be on here and I'd be, you know, spitting fire like a dragon. Right. Yeah. And swearing a lot more. And I don't think I've sworn at all tonight. No, this is... This wow, is me you, trying to keep the monetization going. You you uh you've definitely uh had a really good dinner. Did you have cake as well? I, I did. See, I mean, okay, so we now know a good dinner plus cake and a shark's win. Yeah. L- look at that big smile on his face, people. Come on. Yeah, like it, And for those listening audio-wise, it, it's a big grin. It's a big It's grin. a big grin. But, yeah, right. I mean, how can you I I again, like I said, there's there's been you know, I obviously there's been wins and there's been losses, but yeah. it's hard to be yeah. it's really, for my opinion, it's been really hard to be really angry about anything so far. Yeah. And, and you definitely, I mean, like you said, there'd be some anger on the other side. Once again, this team isn't simply prepared, no jump, no intensity, not just lose, but get embarrassed to an AHL squad. Time for some new direction. I mean, and in Canada, you know it very well, but it, mm-hmm. every loss, especially if it's Hockey Night in Canada, it gets magnified. And, and I can only imagine what, what the Jets fans are, are going Oh, yeah. Right I mean, now. look at There's a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot of anger with the Jets right now. I mean, they're off. They're not off to a particularly amazing start to the season. Right. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people pick this team as, as not only, you know, not only a team that should do really well in that division, but a cup contender. And I think they've kind of stumbled out of the gate a little bit. Um, I don't think Connor Hellebuck's played his best hockey yet. Um, and I think that's probably concerning, not only if you're a Winnipeg Jets fan, but if you're a Team USA fan, I think that's a little concerning as well. Yeah. And, and well, not to not to open up a can of worms, but who knows who's going to be the GM for the USA squad? for the Olympics. Right. And, 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 you know, and you have that kind of hanging over the team too, where we're shoveled day off where I thought, you know, on our last show, I was like, I would just start writing that resignation letter and apparently he's fine. So, you know, and I think there's, there's a lot of mixed feelings in Winnipeg about that as well. So, um, yeah, not a great, you know, not a great time to be a Jets fan. No, it doesn't help that you see the avalanche up two one on Minnesota, you know, so it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. it's tough to hang in there um uh, jerry apparently thank you for the venmo donation so we will do a wrap around uh, okay. really quick uh as we said avalanche lead the uh the wild 2-1 in that one uh with uh landiscott getting one of the goals there oilers lead the connects one nothing uh full goal with a power play goal exactly who you expected you know, right you know so it, definitely uh something there uh flyers no score with the flames that's that's just about to hit the first intermission games that are final uh you have predators and the islanders uh preds win three to two in a shootout in this one uh kings over montreal played earlier today five two the kings get their second victory after todd mcclellan you know calls out uh calls out his team after his little rant there um uh, Sharks win two one of course. Uh, Panthers Bruins uh, Bruins win in a shootout three to two. Uh, so the Panthers are now eight zero and one on the campaign. Uh, Anthony Duclair with that one. Uh, Leafs win five to four. So Dangle's happy. Uh, Mitch Marner gets off the Schneid. He gets his first goal of the season uh, for sure. Uh, four to the final. Devils beat the Penguins. The Devils are now four and two. Uh, is it yeah, Janssen? I didn't see that coming. 
I want to uh, say I it's so. Janssen. Okay. Janssen with two goals. Jimmy VC. Oh, that's where he went. Uh, get, got his second of the season on the shorthanded variety. Uh, Sidney Crosby made his debut uh, this evening. And the Blues go to 6-1. and one. They uh, beat the Blackhawks 1-0 in that one with uh, Tory Krug with the game-winning goal. Uh, PJ48, thank you. Yes. Mr. Swenson, $5 donation. Bring back Al Iafredi. Which which begs me Rocket to, from the blue line. Which begs this question, Ian. Okay. And and I was joking about it, you know, about four hours ago, but is this where you maybe don't hurt me too much when I say this, is this where you maybe call Patrick Marlowe? No. No, because it's not a it's a temporary problem. Right. Like here here's the here's the thing, right? Like like, and I'm not, and, and I say this tongue in this cheek. This team has had trouble manufacturing offense. Patrick Marlowe, at this point in his career, isn't solving that. He's not getting you more goals. Like, how many goals do you think Patrick Marlowe is good for in a season right now? I would say less than ten. That's a fair. So statement. why would you take him? Why would you put Patrick Marlowe in the lineup and and take someone who could use the experience out of the lineup in his place? For what? So they can score the same amount of goals, like. Well, I, I mean, just as a placeholder, you know. No, no, it's it's you don't like it's it's over, you, man. It's, you, you, it's... you know, you know, that's gonna that's gonna come up a little bit. Nah, Yarmer Yagri's not. It's over. It's <laughs> it's time to let it go. <laughs> Hey, I think I saw Christina Marlowe on Instagram show off that they went on a date night for the first time in forever. So, Patty, we hope you're doing well, bud. Um, I love we'll... Patrick Marlowe, but like it's it's over, man. Like right. all good things, all good things. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, in, in this case, Han Remenda, superior pairing. Um, I could see Remenda. Yeah, I could see Remenda. I could see Remenda as as a good D man. Uh, Randy seems more like more like a forward though. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, that should do it for for us here. In case you missed anything, or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. We're almost at twenty five hundred subscribers. We would love to to get close. Very close, uh, either tonight or tomorrow or on Tuesday. Uh, hit us up on the SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So with that, uh, Ian, uh, the next game, they they play the suddenly resurging Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, uh, that should be interesting. Um, I mean, Buffalo, I, that's not going according to plan, is it? Like... This totally team thought. Was, this team was supposed to be like racing to the bottom with the Coyotes, and, and they could still get there. It's early, but uh, so far, you know, surprisingly good. <laughs> oh, Felix! I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ian. Mm. Felix, the Sharks fans and Marlowe are like Jack and Rose from Titanic. Only difference is Rose let go. He ain't wrong. <laughs> oh wow bravo felix bravo 
Oh boy. Uh, anyway, he's at Ian Blogs Hockey. Not wrong. <laughs> I'm at Puck Guy 14 on the Twitter machine. So the Sharks play the Sabres on Tuesday night. That's when After Dark will be back on. That's an ESPN Plus game. So we will be your only Sharks um, centric post game uh, that night. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell. Uh, yes, because uh, do all the do all the social media stuff. Leave a comment. Leave a comment too. Yeah, like help us in the algorithm. Leave a comment, yes. even if it's to say Ian sucks and I hate him. I don't care. Like write it a million times. Lots of comments. Lots of likes. Lots of. Di- I don't care. Yeah, give us help the us love. algorithm us. Yeah, that'll that'll help us out big time. But that bell will notify you when we go on the air. Uh, especially with how crazy crazy tonight was. Uh, you know, always be prepared to hear see us go live there. For sure. So, also Sunday night means Pucknologist on at seven o'clock. AJ and Jerk will recap yes. the week it was in the Sharks hockey, and boy, howdy, was it been a week! <laughs> it's been a week. Wow. So, the guys will take it from there. But the conversation now moves over to the Discord channel where everybody will be over and chatting and having a good time. So, meet us over on the Discord channel. Links in the live chat right now, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Chris, thank you very much. Oh, and also it. closing on a half a million views on Teal Town. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So, I mean, considering considering the, the humble beginning we had, for sure. Where we had like maybe four people watching and three of them were us. So Three of them were us, yeah. <laughs> so that'll do it. So Sharks and Sabres Tuesday night, and we'll be on after the game. Pucknologist, 7 p.m. And until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you on the Discord, and we'll see you on Tuesday night and Sunday night for Pucknologists. Yes.